When you rely on the internet for everything, you need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible XFi gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Are you ready? Let's make some noise. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton. Alongside me, as always, my tag team partner and a man who will not super kick me in the face, <laughs> one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, how are you doing, as always, during the quarantine, air quote, Saturday morning, sir? Man, it it it, it was bound to happen, but nonetheless, it is still it, it is still sad to see the best, one of the best eras in, in, in sports entertainment recent memory to be gone like i i, I mean like I, I knew like because they had to like switch up the, the the dynamic considering i don't think any of those dudes are leave, like going to a different place in wwe like i, I mean like it, if they were moving up on the roster it's like maybe you keep them together but no like i i mean it's like no and they're treating like WWE is treating NXT like a third brand, not a developmental brand. Like, because hell, I never ever I, I wish I could take that snippet from when Tony Khan said, Yeah, we're gonna uh, <laughs> we're gonna be create we're gonna do new things, we're gonna bring up new people, and then like you know how to like this is what happens when it starts and this is what happens now. That stupid meme. Mm-hmm. Have like that press conference and then have like Sting. Tully Blanchard and 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 the newest and, and, and the newest signing, Paul White, aka the Big Show. Like, what is this? Sorry. All right. So let, let me run this back for those, <laughs> those of you who do not know what we're talking about. So because um, I'm officially in, like, I'm 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 slowly getting into the WrestleMania flow. Like, I, I mean, okay. Eliminate. Well, the well. Let me set up. Let me set it up for yeah. people first, because so, because people have no idea what we're talking about like, <laughs> at all. Because again, I alluded to. Um, the the I guess for for our purposes the greatest faction of NXT in NXT history the undisputed era looks like it's breaking up because the key figure of that Adam Cole has been super kicking everybody into Bolivian the last couple of weeks um, so that is NXT that he's is so good man like, he's really like, good no, he's the, really the thing good. is like he is like he's better as a heel like yeah. I, I mean there's no like I I know he plays Uno on the side but like he is he he's a he's his best used as a heel. And I, I mean, I don't know if it's his look, just his style, but he's awesome as a heel. So I think this should spawn a couple bangers like soon. So so, so we have Adam Cole, and then that that's NXT, which again, as Chris said, is really at WWE's third brand, not not the junior brand, the third brand. So we have that, and then we have on the other side the uh, what NXT battles every Wednesday night, uh, AEW, which is supposed to battle you know WWE at large, but isn't quite on that level yet. 
Um, as Chris referenced, AEW said, you know, we're not about old retreads or about the new <laughs> generations and stuff like that. And they put the belt on Chris Jericho for a year. And then now the, you know, the guy who a lot of you may know is the big show, Paul White. He is part of AEW now. And as Chris mentioned, Tully Blanchard's there. Arn Anderson, no, who doesn't no, talk to Tully Blanchard Claire, is going to be in a match. He's going to like, he's gonna wrestle? Yes, next oh, week. That's yeah. why I like went crazy. Because right. he's like the mentor for the revival or whatever the hell, whatever the heck they're called there. And yeah. it's like, they're like, oh, we're pure tag team wrestling. So let's bring in the guy who inspired us. It's not going to do anything. And I saw they're actually having Sting wrestle. Sting took Sting gave a stinger splash a couple nights ago. <laughs> um, he took he took a power bomb like last week, which is kind of crazy to me. So yeah, so for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, that's the backstory of the WWE versus the N- uh, excuse me NXT, I should say versus AEW and the kind of the wild stuff that kind of goes on in wrestling organizations to kind of get eyeballs because again, for the last couple of months, last few months actually, um, especially without the crowd, no crowds in the stands, it's kind of been hard for these. Um, I don't, I don't want to say non-main brands, but non-mainstream. Again, NXT and AEW aren't quite with the mainstream wrestling fans. Kind of hard for them to kind of get traction. So the next couple of months for them is going to be crazy because a lot more eyes are on the WWE product now, wrestling product. And we're way off on a tangent on <laughs> wrestling product because WrestleMania. This is better is than talking up. about Carson Wentz. I'm well, sorry. We got to talk about Carson Wentz. <laughs> I have to apologize to everybody out there. Again, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. I have to apologize to all the people out there listening to this show because you because i told you when i posted this website when i posted this episode or last week's episode last week i said you know what me chris jason ashworth putting a bow on this whole carson Wentz thing we got more carson Wentz to talk about <laughs> i apologize i'm sorry but we got to talk some more carson Wentz. we will talk carson Wentz. we will talk wrestling and of course we will talk sixers on this edition of the broad line because we have a lot to get to man no show. like like usually like can, can, can you remember a season where there has been this much, like potential flux at the most important position in sports? This is it's a lot for the NFL. The, the NFL again doesn't usually have this much turnover at, as Chris mentioned, the quarterback position. Um, but there's a lot of quarterback situations that are that are very tenuous at, at best. Um, obviously, the Eagles have kind of, well, for now, it, it, appear, <laughs> it appears they have solved their issue, and I'll leave it at that. No, because uh, because I, as I've been digging into the lab, a.k.a. YouTube Premium, yes. I've been, I'm, I'm slow at and, and seeing what is being said about next year's quarterback crop. Because, like, obviously, like, there's always a couple dudes that, like, because before last year, Joe Burrow was not considered a top prospect. He was almost right. borderline draftable. And right. he, he he rose up and became the first pick. So uh, there's obviously going to be a couple of guys that, that, that stand out next year. However, just overall, there's not going to be that many quarterbacks next year. So right. does that kind of philosophy change what you think or what the Gen Pop thinks the Eagles should do? You know, we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes because, again, a lot of mock drafts came out this week. And, again, the more I look at these mock drafts, the more I kind of kind of think about, you know, what should the Eagles do, you know, coming up um, in – oh, I was going to say next month's drafts and in, in April's draft. But we got Eagles to talk about. We have Sixers to talk about. We have a ton of stuff to get to. Again, 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia. Please, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe to us and follow us at the Broad Street Line, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play, Spotify. Also, follow us on the Twitter machine. He is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. This is the last weekend of NBA basketball before 
the all-star break. What else is going on this weekend? I'm trying to think. Nothing nothing jumps out at me. So, so what, are you, what are you tweeting about this weekend? Uh, um, I wish I could tweet about Hitman. But no, like no, no. I'm trying. I'm trying because right now I have an ethical dilemma. Mm-hmm. And it's like I have this one thing I'm trying to do, like, and it's I don't say it's hard, but I, like it's not obvious. Okay. Do, do you go? Do you YouTube or Google this? Like, when? It, like, would you reach a breaking point to say, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna like Google this and figure it out. Or would you like? I don't know. Like, try to figure it out yourself. No, everything's always always been already been done. It's always already been done on YouTube. So I will YouTube it immediately <laughs> and find out. I have YouTube. I YouTubed a couple of weeks ago because my wife has some weird windshield wipers. I had to YouTube how to put the windshield wipers on there her car. There literally is a video for everything. There's like, a video I, for everything. There's a video. Like I learned how to properly and perf- uh, and perfectly put a screen uh, protector on my phone just because of YouTube. Yeah, no, go to YouTube. Don't don't waste your time. <laughs> Someone has already made a video of it. Someone's it's probably already in like 1080p too, so it's probably crystal clear. No, don't don't waste your time. Just go to YouTube. <laughs> Just go to YouTube. It's it's absolutely you're not cheating. Like it's not, you know, it's not fake. It's not, you know, less of a man. Just go to YouTube and, and just do it. Just don't just don't waste your time with doing that. So Chris is gonna be scouring YouTube. I gotta see my boys. I know Chelsea plays, I think they play man you on the 28th. I have to see. I gotta see what my my, my blues are doing. <laughs> Big game, big win in the Champions League the other day. I'm very excited about my guys. Um, didn't look good, but but again, shout out to the shout out to the homie um, Olivier Giroud with the beautiful bicycle kick. I still don't know what offsides is in soccer. Offsides <laughs> is like offsides, unless like the is defender kind of makes you offsides. Now, is it like equivalent to offsides in hockey? So it kind of is, but it's not. So like you can be offsides, like you can be past the defender. Like so, but what happens is like if the ball is kicked towards you. And you're like the last dude, the closest dude to the goal. Then you're all sides. But if the guy who's like defending you kind of comes closer and kind of kind of pulls away from you, then it's not really all sides. That's what okay. I learned on. That's what I learned on Tuesday. So, <laughs> so shout out, shout out to the Blues, man! Huge win, Champions League first leg of round of sixteen. I don't even know what all that means, but shout out to Chelsea. Uh, uh, no, uh, no, I do have a in um, a sarcastic in memoriam this time, like. During a normal year, this past week, or this this weekend coming up, would be one of my favorite activities to watch in sports. Mm. But it's not; it's no longer happening. No one's allowed in Indianapolis, Indianapolis, like Indiana. Well, two well, well two weeks, right? What two weeks? But the but the combine's not going on anymore. Oh, oh you're talking about the combine? Yes. I, thought you, I thought you were talking about March Madness. No. Oh, <laughs> well, we can't about college basketball. <laughs> no, it'd be the combine. I cannot. That's stop, right. Like, That's I, right. I, I am not going to see Kyle Pitts run a four four and get and 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 everyone just get hot and bothered. We, no, we but, can't see Trey Lance. Like I don't know, do his do his cone. But we're all doing we're doing the pro day thing, right? So you could just watch it on NFL Network whenever these days are. I'm sure there's like a whole month of pro days in, in March. So we can just do the, the pro day thing, right? I, see, this is I, I mean, this is where this offseason is just bonkers. Like you li- like information is good. I know it's nerdy to say because I because I know the quote unquote nerds are ruining basketball. Yes. But I mean, like, if you need information to make a decision on these prospects, mm-hmm. guys that went to at like, and I think this is what's going to happen is you're not going to find these diamonds in a the rough. Like, I mean, this is why like this off season 
you better just like find like there's gonna be a lot of undrafted players that are NFL players. Like I, I mean, more so than not. Like I, mm-hmm. there usually are, but the, I feel there's gonna be a lot of good players that like like kind of fall under the cracks. I know there's the internet, but like if you can't get this dude in your building, like that really does eliminate like a lot of what because a job interview should count for something, right? No, it should, it should count for something now, but again, it shouldn't count for everything. Um, and, and again, like some guys, you know, like teams have brought guys into the building and, and, you know, and they've been just bad guys. Like the Eagles, most of the guys the Eagles draft, they've brought in, they've brought into the building. Like they've <laughs> been those, the, the selected guys who've gotten in-person visits and a lot of those guys stunk. So like, I'm not going to put it, put all the weight on that. But like you said, more information is always better than less information. And you will have less information this year because again, you can't have guys in the building, or you, at least as of now. and more importantly, there's a lot less tape of these guys out. Yeah. Um, so, again, a lot of these guys are going to be in the draft. However many players – I mean, I assume the teams are still going to probably have draft, you know, 200-player draft boards, but it's going to be a lot less information than those, those 200 players that they've yeah. had before. So it's like, going to be very interesting. Un- unfortunately for the Eagles, there's a higher chance for busting, for bustability. Right. Yeah, so so higher chance for, for the bust. We will talk about the Eagles in a second. We do, though, want to mention um, that we want to send our prayers uh, up to uh, Tiger Woods and Tiger Woods' family because uh, he was involved in a one-vehicle accident earlier this week in Southern California. I believe it was Tuesday. Uh, suffered a shattered right ankle and a compound fracture to his right leg. Um, and it could have been a lot worse. If you've seen uh, the, the pictures of uh, the accident scene and it kind of got the got the accounts of what, what you know went down with that. So it could have been a very bad scene uh for tiger woods um but apparently he's you know he's awake he's responsive he's doing well um expecting to make a full physical recovery the golf recovery is a whole separate thing as of right now but again we're just we're just thankful that tiger woods is still with us and and we get to continue to celebrate tiger woods and appreciate what tiger woods has brought to the game of golf because again it could have it could have been a lot worse you know what i like i i learned and like this kind of confirmed what i saw with 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 Brady a few weeks ago when he got his flowers after winning man, people will just don't care about any, like when you are great, they just care about you being great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like Tiger Woods is not the most perfect per- Like, I mean, but when, when guys are at that level of their profession, people just want to appreciate the greatness. Like, yeah. I, I like, like, and I don't know if that's right or wrong, but it's accurate. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, you can say the same about Brady. Hell, you can say the same about Jordan. Like, I, I mean, when you are just like, people are just willing and I don't like for me, I'm cool with it to like, man, I just want to appreciate the hell out of Tiger Woods professional career mm-hmm. like, and, 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 and whatever is going on with him, you know what, call me not like lacking morals, but I don't care. Like, I just want to appreciate Tiger Woods's contribution because frankly, other than Jordan, like, I don't know if there's a more influential athlete in our life. Like it, like it, like it, like influencing players, like people, to be interested in a sport. Yeah, more influential. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you if you if you phrase it specifically the way you just did, I think the answer is none, um, because no one, no one. I don't think anyone. Uh, if you if you go from like growth of the game, if that yeah. was kind of a stat, but no one's more responsible for the more of the growth of their particular sport than Tiger Woods is to golf. I mean, there's no, there's just no way. I mean, there's no one like no, not Jordan, not LeBron, you know, not Gretzky or whatever like that. Like Michael, like, like Tiger Woods made a lot of non-golf fans golf fans, like a lot of casual golf fans, hardcore golf fans. I mean, like Tiger Woods is again like 
those checks of the PGA Tour, and even to some extent they, the LPGA Tour, those checks that they cash every single week for these tournaments, a large portion of that's due to Tiger Woods. Period. Point blank. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, like, I, like, is there a Justin Thomas without a Tiger Woods? No. Is there like I, I don't know, like a like a Tony Finau, like a, a, another like I don't know minority golf player who was almost like almost certainly inspired by Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. No, but I'm saying like these guys, like these guys, like if there was no Tiger Woods, these guys would. I would. I hate to say it. These guys would probably be relative no names. Like we probably yeah. we, we would all care like a lot less, like you know, about golf just because they would just be just regular dudes. Like I don't know if, if 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 Tiger Woods wasn't there, would there have been someone to fill the void? Obviously, we don't know the answer to that. But no not one would have been Tiger. Not on that level. Not no on that level. No one would have been Tiger. Like Tiger so. Woods is so great, he's never even had a rival. Yeah, yeah. So his yeah, rival so. himself. Like right. I, I mean, it, it, it's all it's it, like. I, I mean, people have all like I, I joke about like harass, like Boston Tiger chops, but I, I mean like he's never had a peer. Like yeah. I, I mean like people have m- made like Rory, but like it's not even it's it's not like t- Tiger is one le- tier one, and McElroy at his best was probably tier two. Yeah, yeah, and then you have like you know Mickelson and other guys like that, but yeah, no one Mickelson on the level was probably the closest thing to a rival he right. had. Right, yeah, but no one on the level, no one on the level, clear, close to uh, what Tiger Woods has done. So again, prayers up for him. Again, his physical recovery is more important than any, any golf recovery. Um, so, come so on, thank he already again. had one of the most amazing comebacks la- like a couple years ago. I mean, like I don't know, like he was dead and like he was he was almost finished as a golfer. Right, I, I mean, he wrote like, him off. Yeah, and, and I just I still remember that day, like like. Literal, like the planet, like not just America, the planet was watching this. Yeah, yeah. You were you wrote him off. You said he was never going to win a major again. And he <laughs> did it, and he hugged Charlie, and he hugged his kids, and hugged his mom. It was a beautiful day, man. It was a it was a beautiful it was a beautiful day. Hopefully, again, we'll get to see that again. But again, more importantly, hopefully, Tiger Woods makes a full physical recovery. Now, a man that Chris Domingo also has written off is one Carson J. Wentz. <laughs> Um, who again, we thought that we would be done talking about this dude, but this dude no, will never, never leave us. Never. He will never leave us. Um, Jason Avant was interviewed earlier this week, and he had uh, he said the issues with Carson Wentz uh, started in 2018, which basically isn't a surprise to anybody, but now we know somebody who was like in the mix. And knows Do you people. think that like we will get more, more clarity a- about this as time goes on? Because it seems like it didn't even last a week till people were putting their names on it, like, like Avant. And Mal- like like Malcolm Jack like I mean it took a lot for guys that weren't weren't named Malcolm Jenkins because I like no I, I think Albert Breer like in, in his Monday morning quarterback article said it best he's like they don't think Carson is a bad dude he's not a locker room cancer right. he did however have in have pro- like an issue I don't say probably issues connected with players in the locker room issues with being. I don't know, defiant is a, is a good word, or just stubborn with, with the coaching. And that's kind of compounded. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it really is. Like, you can't point to one particular thing, but there were just a lot of things that snowballed that that shows that as much as people don't want to believe, Carson Wentz had a lot to do with his demise. Well, let's circle back to the well, – let's go to the Albert Breer story and circle back to the Jason Devon thing. So according to the Albert Breer story mm-hmm. earlier this week, uh, there were reports from the locker room that basically said, you know, Nick Foles was, you know, social and assertive, and he kind of reached out to the entire locker room, whereas Carson Wentz did not do that. Now, again, we kind of, you know, 
thought this before and guys have hinted at it before. Um, we got some a more definitive reporting about that from Albert Breer. Breer also said that Wentz wasn't, you know, basically, like you said, Wentz wasn't a jerk, but, you know, he kind of bristled at criticism when he got it from the coaches. But that being said, the coaches were kind of treating him with kid gloves as well. So, yeah, you know, the coaches said, hey, yo, Carson, man, why you, you know, why you kill, kill? Carson be like, yo, you know, why should, why should I kill, kill? Like, because your place sucks. But that's like, like you said, like, it's stubborn is one thing, but being a jerk is different. So, like, yeah. I'm glad we're getting some clarity on this. Yeah, no, yeah. because I think that's what people were having a hard time distinguishing against. Like I said last week, being a good Christian man who will buy one, almost a hundred percent of accounts, Carson Wentz is, and being just a rather difficult, like, like coworker teammate. Is it mutually exclusive? Like is mutually exclusive or Mm -hmm. is it mutually exclusive? Like those two things can happen. And I think, and, and Malcolm Jenkins was on Chris Long's podcast as, as usual. Awesome. And, and, and he put his name on it was like, yo, like, I, I mean, and it really, and once again, like we said last week, boy, none of this matters if you're playing at an elite level, like you can kind of lead by, and, and I think what, what Malcolm said and Chris said in 2017, he didn't need to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Like he could, he could kind of do his thing. Cause there were a lot of le- leaders in that locker room. And I think like we said, Last offseason, they were trying to make this locker room Carson Wentz's locker room. Yeah, you know, they were trying to make Carson Wentz's. They, they were trying to make the cars the locker room Carson Wentz's locker room. Carson Wentz wanted to make the the locker room his locker room, um, according to Jason Avon in 2018, because J- Carson Wentz wanted to play through that back injury they suffered in 2018. But the Eagles kind of they were playing like trash. Carson was playing like trash, and so uh, the Eagles he essentially. The Eagles said he got, he was injured, like really injured. But essentially, you know, it's kind of like a quote unquote benching, a light benching. He came, he got benched. Nick Foles came in and they rallied. So again, after 2017, Carson's like, "Yo, this is my team. I'm trying to take the reins back of this thing." Carson went stinks. He's like, "Yo, I want to play." They're like, "No." Nick Foles comes in. So this is two years in a row, essentially. Nick Foles kind of you know usurps him. You know, and there were no like not, not on accident. Like I right. mean, this is like this is what I am. Like and we'll never get the answer to this. And maybe if we ever, I ever talk to like a professional professional athlete, you could get into the mind. Like how it almost seems like, like the the falls trying to kind of regain the locker room thing is almost a big of a factor of him, like of of his decline here as the hurts pick. Like I mean, it was the constant trying to, like I don't know. It, he felt like the football jam Brady. Where he was like trying to like and and Nick Foles was Marsha like it like it, it's I will never understand this and I don't think like I don't know it, it's a but like was he that kind of I don't know I'm trying to think of the word um, intimidated or threatened because I feel like in Carson Wentz's time he's felt threatened a lot I I think and again I, from what I've heard I, I think it's again. Carson Wentz, I don't know if it's threatened. I think he just feels the need, or at least felt, you know, in these cases, he felt the need to prove himself, to constantly prove himself. Like he had to prove himself in 2018, you know, um, you know, because after, you know, the Super Bowl in 2017, he had to prove himself like, yo, I, I can do this too. And 2019, you know, was, you know, Nick Foles is gone, but it's like now I still need to prove myself. You know, I got hurt in 2018 and 2017. I can still be the franchise guy. I can still be the leader that that you guys. But that's not the Eagles' fault. The like this it's is not like, the Eagles' fault. No, it's the, just, it's like, just yeah. You no, know, I think the Eagles can be blamed for uh, for a good amount of this. Like I don't know, like like 
like fail, like miserably executing, trying to get him talent. Like I mean, like we said, the efforts there, but the execution was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, but like the whole Foles thing, like that's out of anyone's like, like I don't know purview except for Carson Wentz. Right, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, but I mean, I I understand Carson Wentz from from that perspective, saying, "Yo, I got kind of like this is two years in a row where I, I I need to prove myself, or I tried to I tried to establish myself as the big dog, and I got hurt both years, and then someone comes in and you know does good things when I'm not around." I understand on you know like just on a, on a personal level, like, I understand. yeah, no, like <laughs> like people have said like like for being like. Like for taking a team to a thirteen and three or or, or a ten and three or eleven three record, and then seeing your backup win that Super Bowl for you and win the MVP, I guess that's gotta like hurt. Right. Like I don't know, like not like you don't you can't blame anybody. Like mm. I don't know there's no one to blame, but it's like damn, like that, like that should be me. And then again, then the very next year, again when that team was dead in the water, and you know you're like you're like you're hurt, but you you still feel good enough to play. And you get benched, and Nick Foles comes in and leads him, leads him to the playoffs. You're like, oh, that should be me. I mean, again, Carson Wentz probably thinks he should have been the guy. Like, if he was a quarterback, if he was a quarterback against the Saints. No, no, but like, like that's like that's a Carson Wentz mental thing, and that's why I I I ask myself and I ask others is like, is Carson past that? Like, I don't know. Like, like the first, like I I don't know. Like, like the first time that there's trouble, like I I I mean, does he back down? Like, I, I mean, like. And that's why, like, with this move, all the pressures on Carson Wentz. And, like, I, I know, like, it's in Indianapolis, but it's still a football team. And, like, and I think start and people are starting to see it's like, you know what? And this is why, like, people want to, like, talk about, like, I don't know, all the, all the, like, physical traits of a quarterback, like, I don't know, arm strength and all that jazz. Man, like, your mentals, like a quarterback's mentals, has got to be up there. Like I, I, and not just the processing information. It's like being able to take that heat. It's like, man, that's a that's got to be hard. Oh no, hundred percent. But I think this is a. I'm not worried about Carson Wentz in Indianapolis because again, this is a completely different scenario. Like there's all the players in that scenario; they're not there anymore. You know, the coach who who essentially benched you twice. He's gone. Howie Roseman's not there. Jeffrey Lurie's not there. You have a fresh start with a guy. Frank Reich, who you have a you know pretty decent relationship with, you're coming in, you know, and he's basically handing you the keys to the kingdom. So you're coming in in a good spot. Like it's like like Frank Reich believes in you. Here are the keys. Just play well. And if Carson doesn't have to think about anything else, then I think he's going to be fine. But that being said, like you said, if there's a point. Let's let's say this all this happens again. But Carson Wentz is the guy, and the Colts start out eight and three, and he gets hurt, and backup quarterback X comes in, and he leads them to the AFC Championship game. Does Carson Wentz have PTSD? I don't know, but I mean, like, I, I think that's a hard thing to kind of predict. Yeah, yeah, happen. no. Like, but I think you're in a good spot. Yeah, no. I just said, like, I like, I, I just really think that he really has no choice but to produce. Like, I mean, I, I mean, because you couldn't have gone, like, you basically called your shot and mm-hmm. got and went to the most ideal situation to resurrect your career. If you don't do it here, I don't like. It's gonna be hard. Like, I'm trying to like. And like, and Frank Reich's kind of taking a big leap here. Like, I, I mean, like, he uh, he he has to know, and because uh, he doesn't have a year to fix this. Like, I always say, can, can you fix, like, because you still have the same issues that you always have with him—the turnovers. Like, I don't know, like, the inaccuracy. Like, how do you fix all that in six months? Well, again, I think if you're Frank Reich, I think you have to. I think you have to bank on the fact that. 
again, this is being the, this with, with this being a fresh start for Carson Wentz, he doesn't feel any pressure to kind of like be the guy. Because again, I've heard that you know Carson Wentz wants to throw a touchdown on every play. Well, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. now, maybe now he doesn't he doesn't feel the need <laughs> to do that because again, like he's got a different coach, he's got a different coaching staff, he's got. You know, he's a, a totally different city. Like, you don't have to deal with the noise, the noise in Philadelphia. So maybe he doesn't feel that pressure. And if you don't feel that pressure to kind of have to produce, you know, throw touchdowns every single play, maybe you can be, the you know, the Carson Wentz of 2017. I, if, if, if I'm Frank Reich, that's what I'm banking on. And, again, are I think that's buying, a pretty good I think that's a pretty good bet. Are you buying Carson Wentz stock? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I think it, I think it'll be fine. I don't think it'll be great. I don't think it'll be fine. I think it'll, I think it'll go up. I mean, it can't go down. I mean, like, like, sure. Like, I'll, yeah, like, no, I'm not going to get rich off of it. but No, like, no. Like, if, if, like, if the expectation is Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz for the next three years, mm-hmm. I'm not planning ahead of that, mm-hmm. is a, is a, is a blend of 18 and 19 Carson. Mm-hmm. Is, is that considered, is, is, would that be considered a net win for the, for the Colts? I'm, well, the question's obviously is how far they get in the postseason because I mean that's, that's really all that matters. So, so really, it doesn't like it. It really doesn't matter. Like, it, like it, it. It really comes back to wins and losses because yeah. one, can they can they replicate what they did last year? I mean, can, or or can they can they do better than that? Can they win one playoff game? I mean, I think that's like I think if if you told me that over the next three, like I'll I'll put it like this: if you said over the next three years. They win one and a half playoff games. What's uh, the, I was, uh, was, was going to say if they the get if they if they win if they win what's the over on that? I think. Well, let me let me let me phrase it like this. Let me answer it like this. I think if they win two, I think it's a net positive. Okay. Yeah. Like, uh, no. No. I agree. I agree. Because, I think that's a net positive. And, and one, I, and, and like, so, and I think I've been like overloading on on football podcasts this week. It's like and. And another factor that I don't think people realize is, man, you got to look out for like that whole extending play stuff. That's cool at times, but you can't do it all the time because right. you know who that affects the offensive line. Cause the offensive line doesn't want to be blocking for five seconds all the time, no. Like you need no. And I think like it really comes down to trust. Like, I mean, like Carson needs to put his football life in Frank Burke's hands mm-hmm. and he needs to like trust him 100%. And Frank, in turn needs to be like Carson. You, you you have to like you have to stick with the plan. Whether it's like I don't know if, if it's an eight yard curl, throw the eight yard curl. Don't look for the thirty eight yard curl. Exactly, exactly. And again, I I think again without the noise, I think Carson's going to be in a good spot. Like you said, I'd buy stock. I ain't gonna get rich off of it. It's not GameStop, but I mean, like I think I'll I'll make a decent living. You know, if I if I buy Carson one stock, you know what? We're, we're 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 gonna do this for the rest of the for the rest of the show. We're just gonna buy buy or sell. Eat some of these guys stock. All right. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you buying Jalen Hurts stock? Because according to Jason Avant, Jalen Hurts is the most confident guy in the room, or at least was in the quarterback room uh, last year. He said Wait, he Jason Avant's had... on. Jason Avant was an employee. Jason Avant was part of the coaching staff last year. He was like some kind of coaching assistant or something. Um, he said he had a Jason Jalen Hurts never had a backup mentality. Was the most confident guy in the room. Twenty twenty one. How much Jalen Hurts stock are you buying? Um, I'll buy, I'll buy 50 shares. Okay. That's not a lot. <laughs> no, like, I, I mean, because I have, I'm going to take all these that euphemism. I, I have looked at the history of, of second round quarterback stock. It's mm-hmm. terrible. 
Like, I mean, you either get a functional quarterback or a guy who's not going to be in the NFL in three years. You'll get John Beck or you'll get Andy Dalton. Like, no, I, I actually wrote this down. If if you could get an Andy Dalton-esque Bengal career out of Jalen Hurts, is that is that a dude you can ride with, with three, for three? If you, get a, if you get an Andy Dalton career out of out of Jalen Hurts, like Howie Roseman's your GM for the next 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, but like, no, like, and this really all does tie into like kind of everything that that's happening in the NFL right now is because I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's coincidence. You're starting to see a lot of teams thinking about getting like moving on towards their high salary, super expensive quarterbacks. And it really comes back to when like we've had this discussion for 10 years or whatever. It's like, can you win big and consistently big with a quarterback making $40 million? Tell me when it ha- when it has been done because the answer is it, it hasn't been done. Because no, the numbers are there. It. Like yeah. I, I mean, Brady's an outlier because he's never asked for forty. He's but always he gives got- money back anyway. Yeah, yeah so, no, like I, yeah. I mean, so do you think that there's? I, I mean, obviously the evidence is there, but do you think there's like, like a a good argument to at some point you just got to say, yo, we can't, we can't dedicate. 25% of a declining salary cap into one position. No, like that like you don't there really shouldn't be an argument. Like these are the <laughs> facts. Like there's no argument when they're straight up facts. Like again, whenever we've seen So if so if you yeah. were a GM, mm-hmm. at some point you would be like I think you would I I, I think like w- would you even get to signing a quarterback to an extension? Or 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 would you sign the extension, see how it plays out and then assess and say we might need to trade let me I'm, let me say this. I'm never going to give as of again salary caps change and fluctuate and things like that. As of today, I would never give a quarterback more than thirty five million dollars a year. I just won't. That's your that's your max. Remember, that's my that's my cutoff. Because again, look at the guys. Look at the Ben Roethlisberger's and the Drew Breeses and the guys. I don't know who else is making that kind of money. But look at the guys making that kind of money. Even Russell Wilson, who's like awesome. Right. Deshaun Watson. Like yeah. I, I mean, it's like, like, now Watson. I think about because he's young. He's a yeah. guy I'd think about because he's young. Like I'd probably figure out how to how to work that a, a, the AAV out there. But again, I'd probably I'd front loaded like as much as I could. But again, like once you get past like you said twenty percent of the salary cap, it's just untenable. You just yeah. can't win. No, but so you're willing. So you would trust your your scouting front office whatever to ke- to play the quarterback lottery because like how I mentioned it. But on the like mm-hmm. like you could be the Bears who have played quarterback lottery for fifty years. Like, no, I, I mean, you're, you're right. You're right. No, but, no, but you're <laughs> saying that there's enough evidence out there that if you get the right, the perfect storm of coaching staff, because it really is a perfect storm. It's not right. like, I don't know, like you got to get the right coaching staff. You got to get a, the right support system. You, and more importantly, you got to get the right quarterback. If you pay a quarterback $40 million a year, you will not win Super Bowl, period, point blank. We know that. We know that. If you play the quarterback lottery, you might get lucky. All right, so I got zero on so this side. What you're saying is, like, like the lottery ticket has a better odds of hitting than no, zero. <laughs> I would like. Do you think of what happened with Mahomes? See, Mahomes is different because he's yeah. right. so. All right, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This is the hybrid. No, but theory. It, no, but at some point you're gonna like, like no, and like I think someone raised a good question. It's like we know Mahomes is really good. But you know what's really good also? His supporting cast. Like, I mean, like, is right. Mahomes the same without Travis Kelsey? 
Yeah, yeah, but I mean, Mahomes is what 25, 26. I mean, like Mahomes is different, right? Like, like, all right. So let me let me give you the hybrid, the Lincoln Park hybrid theory right here. <laughs> I think it's the don't pay a quarterback a bunch of money if he's thirty or over. Like, if if, if you told me today, Patrick Mahomes is thirty years old, and Patrick Mahomes wants a you know a eight year whatever three hundred fifty million dollar contract, and he was thirty, I'd be like, you know what, no. But he's twenty six or whatever he is. So Patrick Mahomes. I'll give you whatever. Because, again, NFL contracts are whatever. It don't mean anything. So it's like, I'll give you whatever money you want for the next four years. When you're 30 years old, we got to talk. Okay. Because I'm not paying a dude over 30 that much money. Patrick Mahomes and, t- to some extent, Deshaun Watson are still really good. So, like, I'll give them the money because, again, they're worth, blame, they're worth do, the money. Do you blame the Seahawks for trying to trade Russell Wilson? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Wow. No, no, and I love Russell Wilson. Russell no, Wilson is a top five uh, no, quarterback. No, no, because I th- no, like in my opinion, he's the second best quarterback in the league. But yeah. I do see that. And, and you know what? Kudos to the Seahawks for just like acknowledging, yo, I think we might have peaked with yeah. this team. Like, I, I mean, no, and and it, so obviously, if you wouldn't pay Russell, you sure as hell won't won't pay Dak Prescott. No, 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 no. no, no. I'm not <laughs> no, paying I mean, Dak. But again, I'm not paying Dak forty. But again, if you can pay him, I, I don't know, thirty five. Because again, like the more I, I don't more, even think he's worth thirty-five million. Listen, the more you look around the league, how many quarterbacks in this league are better than Dak Prescott? It ain't a lot. It's a lot less than I thought. Like, no, 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 no. Like, and I agree, but I'm, but also, like, I like, I'm at the same place where I was before with Russell Wilson than I than I am with Dak now. I need to see Dak operate under less than ideal conditions. Like I, I mean, because he's always had like an elite, like not an elite, like all time great offensive line. Mm-hmm. And no, but like in in the first before he got hurt, he was playing lights out. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, but as also his defense was garbage. But I no, like I'm slowly trending towards Daxa F word, a franchise quarterback. But I'm not. But yeah, I'm also. But I'm also not giving him forty million dollars. Like I will, like you said, I'll ask Gus the Pennsylvania Lottery. Like I know Groundhog here, give me. You know what? I'm gonna play the lottery every year high. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put all my assets into a first round pick. Like, cause really, that's really like, is there a more important? No, is is there a more valued commodity AI voice yes. than a quarterback on a rookie deal? A, a star quarterback on a rookie deal. The answer is no. However, I don't know if you saw that tweet from Sharp Football earlier 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 this week, but. There were 22 quarterbacks drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016. I love these stats, by the way. Man, I don't. <laughs> no, this is what I wish NBA had more because for some reason, I don't know if it's just me personally, you can nerd out a lot more about football, like about the intricacies mm-hmm. of football than you can basketball. Like there isn't that much like nerd, like good nerd content about the NBA, but like guys like Warren Sharp, dude, I could listen to that. I could read that dude stuff all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 22 quarterbacks drafted in the first round from 2009 to 2016. Zero of them are with their original teams. Zero. I guess that's really bad. (laughs) That's almost, you would think that was impossible. Again, that's an eight year stretch of quarterbacks drafted in the first round. 22 guys, like uh, look, the best of the bunch, Andrew, Andrew Luck, he retired. So, I mean, that's the kind of, but you have Matt Stafford, Cam Newton, who got to a Super Bowl, and Ryan Tannehill. But again, none of these guys were the original teams. The worst of that crew, Tim Tebow, Jake Locker, EJ, <laughs> EJ Manuel, I Josh, love Jake Locker, Josh Freeman, Johnny Manziel. You <laughs> oh, can, God. Again, these picks are value commodities 
They could be uber trash in two or three years. No, but you know what? After this show, look at the second round quarterbacks. They make those first round quarterbacks look like Hall of Famers. No, but I'm saying, but they're second rounders that they're supposed to. Like these first round picks, like I would assume, I would think that if you told me you drafted a quarterback in the first round, I would assume that most most of these dudes, most of those dudes, will probably still be on their first team, right? No, you know what? I, you know what I'll say is I, I think if you're not drafting a quarterback in the in the top ten, I don't draft a quarterback at all. I, I well. Hmm. Like a quarterback that you intend to be a starter. Yes. Because I'm hearing about these things about the Eagles. Like this shows you that Howie Roseman has massive, smartest guy in the room vibe. Is he literal like the whole story about drafting a second round quarterback to be the backup because it costs less money? There's a truth to that. Like that is insane. I hate to be this dude, but again, uh-huh. a lot a lot of the quarterbacks we've seen in the we like a lot of the quarterbacks who've done really well in this league haven't been top ten picks. So, been top so, 10 picks. so Howie Roseman takes resource allocation to an entirely new level. Okay. Like I like <laughs> no, I just like like but on the same breath with the whole numbers thing, you need to take the human element into account. Like obviously they did not they did not know Carson Wentz well enough. Like I don't oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean and, I don't and, yeah. And like I don't know how you don't know a guy who's in your building for five years. Yeah, but how do you know a guy? How do you know? How do you? How can you go inside a man's mind and say, "Yo, like this guy's." He's in your building every day. No, but he's like he's like again like you go to work. Obviously, he's not. No, but that shows you he was he didn't know not not, the entire team didn't know him that well. He according to reports, and again, take this with a grain of salt. This coach didn't talk to him for a couple months. (laughs) He's a head coach, according to reports. You know, they should have brought in Jordan Matthews. He would have he would have been talked to that corner. So, so, so it's. I mean, I get it. He's a quarterback, and you probably should know like the temperature. Like Pete Carroll, pretty much knows the temperature of Russell Wilson. Like he oh, knows. Like he no, knows it. No, and I think like he probably talked to him and was like he probably didn't get one hundred percent buy in, and he's like he probably talked to the GMs like, "Yo, we got to think about this," and 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 that's and, and the. And the crazy thing is we're talking about, like, there's no evidence of, like, a quarterback making 40 that takes the Super Bowl. There's going to be 15 teams lining up to give multiple first-round picks for Russell Wilson. Like oh, 100%, the, 100%. Like the Bears, who have literally failed at the lotter- at the quarterback lottery for their entire existence. Yeah, like the Bears and whoever else is on Russell Wilson's list, they, they're all going to line up. They ain't going to win. They're not going to make like the Super Bowl. the Raiders. So. You don't think John Gruden's going to tell Mark Davis, I don't care about the picks. Send 10 picks for all I care. I want Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson, again, according to uh, the ESPN story, Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade, according to Adam <laughs> Schefter. But, however, if you go to trade me, here are the four teams I want to get traded to, the Cowboys, Saints, Raiders, and the Bears. Um, yeah, so, yeah, this is going to be – yeah, Jerry Jones, like all these guys, I'm, I'm sure they'll be lined up, you know, like – you know, like I need to, to see the first whatever. – I need to see the first quarterback for quarterback swap. Like like I said, Dak did a bunch of stuff for Russ. I wouldn't be mad at – again, I think that probably makes the most sense for both teams um, because the Cowboys are – I don't want to say they're a quarterback away, but Russ is a definitive upgrade over Dak. And, yeah. I mean, the Cowboys can easily win 11 games next year, I would think, with, with, uh, with the Russell. No, Russell, and I think, Russell, I think someone else said, made a good point is when you trade a quarterback like that, you you better be giving them a resource to get one back. Like, yeah, and, yeah, that's a, yeah. and that's a high pick. Well, no, no. I mean, like the Eagles traded Carson Wentz. I mean, they and now they have the option to get another quarterback next year. Oh, that's if a Carson good segue. Wentz plays, if, if, if Carson Wentz does play, 
We got to talk about this draft though, because this draft is coming up. Huge draft news coming out of Mel Kiper and all you ESPN plusers out there. Mel Kiper put out version number two of his draft earlier this week, his mock draft earlier this week. Eagles use a number six pick on one Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. No Trey Lance, no Justin Fields, no Patrick Sertain, no Jalen Waddle, all on the board with the Eagles pick. Now, I know you mentioned earlier that the Eagles should consider, and I agree, should consider a quarterback at six. How would you like Jamar Chase at six if Fields and Lance are on the board? Two thumbs up. Okay. Like, no, no, like, I just, I just, me personally, like, like, you drafted this guy and, like, basically, like, did a tornado to your organization. Don't you, don't you almost owe it to yourself to, like, see this through? You would think so. <laughs> you would think so. It's like, hey, you know what? Like, let's see what we got with this dude. Again, it's a second round pick. Not that they're not worth anything, but no harm, no foul if you kind of, like, need to kind of hit the reset button. Like, it's fine. At some point, you need to get a number one receiver. You don't want to have one on the roster. Jamar Chase is that guy. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, because me personally, I hope Hurts does enough in 21 because it's not going to do enough to make the playoffs. This team is going to suck. Right. <laughs> like, because I want to see J- – I want, like, like for me, I just like the numbers game. Like, if you have – if you have – I don't even know what a rookie quarterback – like, or like a, a second-round salary for a rookie quarterback looks like. But, damn, if you can, like, get Jalen Hurts to be Dalton-esque – and you have cap room in 2022, you could build a team. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, I'm going to look it up right now. But Jalen Hurts, I think he's making like two and change, or maybe three and change. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's like, it's not like, again, like that's why that's how, how the Cowboys kind of got away with it, you know, like building a decent team around Dak. Yes, no, like that. Yeah. And can you can you believe where they only won one playoff game during all that? Which is kind of crazy because, again, Dak, nothing or nothing. Dak's a pretty decent player. Yeah, so um, yeah, Jalen Jalen Hurts cap hit. So Jalen Hurts had signed a six year, uh, excuse me, a four year, six million dollar contract <laughs> what? Uh, last year. Yeah, so his cap hit this year is one point three. Next year it's twenty. Uh, this year twenty twenty one six one point three. Next year is one point six, and in twenty twenty three that massive cap hit of one point nine million dollars. So if you can't figure out again, would you get rid of this dead weight on this cap? And if you can't figure out how to put dudes around this dude, then I don't know what to tell you. You owe it to yourself to try to figure yes, this out. No, this no, no, because nothing. really, like, for me, this is, like, my, like, this is, like, what we've been saying for 15 years is, like, yo, if you, if this is the lottery ticket. Like, this is Howie mm-hmm. Roseman's single white female obsession with Russell Wilson has got him. It's yeah. got him that, like, and, God, man, like, this is what, like, Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. This is why you can build camps, but it also helps you know what they can do? Draft. Like, exactly. I, I mean, like, like all the capital in the world doesn't matter if, if you can't draft. You can't draft well. If you can't draft well, it doesn't matter. Uh, Charlie Castley says the Eagles should pick Devontae Smith at six, and the Athletics mock draft has them taking Penate Sewell, the offensive tackle. I'd be six. fine. I'd be fine with Saul. Yeah, so, so no quarterbacks taken in, in those particular mock drafts. Sadly. You know what? Yeah, no, right, no, no, because we need to address, like, we need to say our sad yes. farewells. Yeah, sadly, if the Dude. quarterback, if there's a quarterback drafted, he will not be thrown to a certain guy next year. Uh, guy, guys, uh, guys. Uh. Well, the other, it's not official yet, so I don't want to <laughs> say. I don't want to say. No, which one say. is is which one is official and which one is not official? Uh, number ten is official. Okay, it's officially the end of the Deshaun Jackson era. <laughs> 
in Philadelphia for the second time. <laughs> this move saves $4.8 million. Deshaun Jackson, two seasons, eight games. And one flip. 23 catches, 395 yards, one fl- uh, three touchdowns, one flip. And we know exactly every one of those three touchdowns. They were no, super memorable. because two of them happened in, in, the, same, in, in the same game. Like in the I first st- game. No, I still re- like I still remember that. And, and no, and I and uh Chris Long said it's like they still and, and you know what has hurt the Eagles is not having a deep threat. Like I mean, they've allocated resources miserably. Like I like, no, but they've also tried to go cheap. Try to get yeah. Mike Wallace. That didn't even get to Deshaun level. Right. <laughs> and then you get Deshaun and you got two games out of him in two seasons. You got, you got eight games in two seasons. You got two games of, of production <laughs> in two seasons. But yeah, they went the Deshaun route. They went the Marquise Goodwin route. They went yeah. the Jalen Ray. They went the Jalen Rager route. I mean, no, but this know. is what happens when you have like the, I need like these are the these are the positions that you need to use with premium picks and premium money. Like yeah. I, I mean, like I'm sorry, you can't sign expect. A good receiver for a one-year, six million dollar contract. If if Deshaun Jackson wasn't thirty-two years old and had a history of injury problems, he would have been a nice pickup in twenty nineteen. He just has a history of injury problems and can't, you know, walk down the street without tearing his groin or whatever he was. <laughs> first. I don't even know. He had so many injuries, I forgot. Remember I when he was running twenty-five miles an hour on the track? Yeah, gonna miss you, Deshaun. If there was if there was a, a touchdowns by target. Uh, that like Deshaun Jackson be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer 100 100. Now, now can we talk about the unofficial uh, wide receiver move? Yeah, so uh, Alshon Jeffrey, <laughs> um, expected to be released after the whole contract restructuring. Um, I guess next month, I guess they can officially do it, um, along with Malik Jackson to save a whole bunch of a whole bunch of cap space. Um, but it is unofficial. So again, Alshon Jeffrey. You know, and I saw people on, on, the, on the Twitter machine with the fake account saying the Colts are interested in Alshon Jeffrey. No, they're not. Okay, <laughs> Look, Colts not interested in Alshon Jeffrey. I'll leave it at that. God, no, like other than like the draft, like uh, like in addition to the draft, the Eagles off like free agent signings the last two years have been abysmal. Trash. They've oh no, not bad. in the last two years. Three. I know. Yeah, is it three? 19, 20, and twenty-one. I know. Or nine, 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 Nineteen and yeah. twenty. Yeah, but see, I know nineteen and twenty have been horrendous. They've been horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Um, free again, Darius Slay is the best one by a mile. But I mean, that's I mean, you're paying that dude a ton of money to be a shutdown corner on a, on a four eleven and one team. So it is what it is. Um, we do have ten minutes to, to go though, so we got to talk some basketball before we get out of here and switch gears. Congratulations once again to Ben Simmons for being named to the All Star team as a reserve. Again, he's back up to a season. His career averages of sixteen, eight, and eight. Um, he's been more aggressive getting to the basket as of late, making his free throws. Again, just give me – I know we're not going to no, get jump shots. No, just give it, me this Ben Simmons. Just give me this one. That's all. I'm good. Are, are you okay with this Ben Simmons yep. for the rest of his Sixers tenure? Correct, 100%. If he plays okay. defense like like, like this and goes – if he shoots – again, I told people, I'm like, look, go 6 for 11 from the floor, go 6 for 8 from the line, give me 8 boards, give me 8 assists, and give me really good defense. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Like, that's all I'm going to get. Like, I'm okay with that. 18, 8, and 8, and excellent defense. I'm cool. Like, this is Joel's team. That's no, fine. but that, no, but does that get you to the promised land? Well, that's my question for you because there's rumors now that Kyle Lowry might want to come to Philadelphia. 
according to reports. Now, Kyle Lowry, according to Keith Pompey, says he would like to be in Philly. Obviously, Kyle Lowry's from here, so I, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and there's some thought that the Sixers and the Raptors might be able to get a trade done, according to Keith Pompey. My question to you is, add Kyle Lowry to this team, subtract whatever you need to trade in order to get Kyle Lowry to this team. Is this current iteration of this team enough to win a title? I don't think the answer is yes, but I'm going to leave it to you. Uh, you got to you gotta punch this chance at a finals. Like, I, win, I mean, win a title. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no. You had a chance to win a title. Like, no, like the window, and I'm sorry. Like, I've watched enough basketball in my lifetime to know that you know the dude who's wearing 13 for the for the, for the Nets. That's that's the guy that wins you championships. Mm-hmm. And I, and I understand the dynamic it would have made with Joel because it's Joel's team, yeah. and I he would have probably given you some Cameroonian Carson vibes there. Like I, I mean, but if, if the goal was to f your feelings and win a championship, <laughs> you should have traded for James Harden. Like I, I mean, like and and does Lowry help you a moderate amount against the Nets? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, the, like, you could put him on Kyrie. Like, I, I mean, like, he'll, he'll make Kyrie work on – like, but he's 35 years old. I don't know what, what you're expecting. Like, he's not going to, like – he needs to be your third best player. Right. Or maybe your fourth. Right. And, he'll, he'll be but, your fourth, yeah. But you know what the other team has? They have the two the two best scorers on the planet. And 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 ice, and all-time offense is going to beat the all-time uh, super elite defense every time. So Joel Embiid, arguably, maybe not arguably, is the MVP of the league this year, right? Yes. If you have the MVP of the league this year, though, doesn't that give you a pretty good chance to win the finals? I mean, again, you have the best player in the league this season. I mean, what is? I guess what's the disconnect between this this they can team? They can the post. Like okay. I, I saw what the Raptors did, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, like the Raptors aren't that good of a team, but it it, it really shows like. If you're trying to win a championship with playing through a big man in the post, mm-hmm. like I, I like if you want to play like like the mid range game, but doing but not putting him in the post would be a disservice to to NBA. Yeah, like I mean, it's just so easy to it's so easy for that player to be um, like I don't know pushed in a corner to get rid of the ball, right. and I like I just don't know if. They have enough weapons, even with Lowry, to make another team pay. But you would be okay. Let's say I'll, I'll throw the hypothetical out there. Let's say because um, the salary's got to match up on some level. Danny Green, Mike Scott, uh, Tyrese Maxey. Let's give me Maxey. Maxey in first. Who would you rather trade, Maxey or Thibault? I'll trade Thibault in a second. Um, oh, you you'd rather trade Thibault than Maxi? One hundred percent. Oh wow, one hundred percent. I'm on the other side. I'd really? Rather trade, yes. Now, all right, talk to talk to me. Why why is that? I like because I'm a this season guy, okay. and Matisse Thibault is going to give you a lot more this season than Tyrese Maxi. And I, agree. I like and I like Tyrese Maxi, but there's five six Tyrese Maxis every year. Like I, I I mean like and he's not. I still don't know. If he does anything that will be elite, I do think that in the end, Matisse Thibault can be a a borderline elite defender. He's a he's a really good defender. Yeah, like he already has like yeah. If you said the who has the most 
elitist skill as of right now. Yeah, Matisse Seibel. I mean, he's a really good defender. And and I think he has the big the best chance to have the elite skill. And and you're right. Like Matisse Seibel is going to well, I don't say going to be. He he's more likely to be in your playoff rotation than yeah. Maxi. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's my thinking. So. And and if if this was another regime that I don't trust to identify like a player who can dribble and drive, I'd be mm-hmm. like, no, keep types. But I trust Daryl and Doctor. I'd be like, okay, this guy can play basketball in a modern way. Let's like, and and you have Shake. Mm. Like I, I mean, I just don't know because I'm guessing if you trade for Kyle Lowry, you're gonna keep him for another year, right? You're not just Kyle gonna. Lowry, get... Lowry isn't expiring, so he's he's done. No, no. But would you sign him to an extension? Kyle Lowry? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, so you're just this is a this is it. This, this is, is just it. a flat out rental. Chips in the middle. Yeah. Oh wow. For me, I mean, I, I'm not like Kyle Lowry makes thirty million dollars a year. Like I'm not trying to like re-sign that dude. No, no. Yeah. But say it would give you a discount, like one in twenty. How how are you signing these dudes when you're paying all these other dudes? Like you're it's way. Called luxury, <laughs> like, it's called the luxury tax. Like, do you think you you think you think Josh Harris is going to eat because he's going to have to eat some for this? I mean, you're going to he's going to eat some more luxury tax it for ain't another my money. year. No, no. Like usually I. If this were the Warriors, when you're paying like eight hundred million dollars of luxury tax for five years, yet yeah. you haven't paid luxury, like you haven't had to pay the punitive tax yet. You're good now, Josh. Deal. Like no, and I'll say like you do it for a couple of years. Like I, I still don't know how big this window is because I don't know how good this. I don't know how good this team is under a normal Eastern Conference. I don't. This isn't a normal Eastern Conference to you. No. Okay. A down yeah. like like a down Milwaukee team, a down Boston team. Like I, I mean, there's like three good teams in the East. Yeah, like I'm not sure like how to like evaluate these teams. Like, are these teams just down? Like, are they in a slump? Like, I mean, this is half the season, so I mean, I'm not. I still think it's just a weird dynamic with being in the bubble, starting back up immediately. Like, I, I mean, I, I, I just think like the like NBA players are like. More creatures of habit, along with the with the traveling. I mean, no, yeah, that's yeah. The, that's the thing about like the NFL that they were able to pull whatever they pulled off is you're not traveling all that much. You're like literally traveling. Like if you're not playing at home, you're taking a PJ, like I don't know, to a city for mm-hmm. a night and then coming back. Like I don't know. Right. Yeah, no, no, and the Sixers again, their their second half schedule doesn't do them a lot of favors when it comes to that. Thirty six. Oh, no. You're gonna find out a days. lot about this team in the second yeah. half, like because yeah. I don't want to see them against Milwaukee. I, I mean, I know Milwaukee's down, but who's guarding on us? Yeah, thirty-six games, sixty-seven days, nine back-to-backs after the All-Star break, which ends on March the tenth. Uh, right, we got like thirty seconds, real real quick. Restrictions easing soon, hopefully. So hopefully, there may be fans back in the building. Sixers, Flyers—they both want five thousand fans in the Wells Fargo Center. Coming up soon. That seems like a lot because New Jersey's at ten percent of capacity. So, if they were at ten percent of capacity, that'd be two thousand fans, which probably seems a bit more reasonable. Are you going to be in the building when these tickets go on sale, sir? Um, is this pre or post Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Pre, post, whatever. Are you are you are you waiting for the shot? Yeah, I'm going to wait for the shot. Like, okay. no, my whole thing is at this point is like I I I, I mean like ten percent, twenty percent, like if. If you feel comfortable, if you're vaccinated, if you're wearing a mask, go for it. Like, like I'm like, I'm tired of regulating people, looking down at people to be like, yo, I want to go to a Sixers game. Be like, 
We've been we've been inside for a year. What do you what do you want people to say? Right, exactly. Like as we always say, if you, if you, as long as you're responsible, yes, then it's, fine. it's whatever. That that's all that matters. All right, we got to be responsible. Got it here because they only give us one hour for this show on 106.5 FM WPPM LP Philadelphia. We are out of here, Mr. Domingo. Take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. You need speed that can handle anything. And now, Xfinity delivers Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. Check out our amazing offers on Internet and learn about the latest breakthrough from Xfinity. Wi-Fi speed faster than a gig. That's more than enough speed to power all your devices and then some. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Gig Wi-Fi requires gig speed and compatible x gateway. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. With Metro by T-Mobile, your hard-earned money goes further. This tax season, there's zero fees to switch. Enjoy Metro's lowest price. Just 25 bucks a line for four lines. Plus, get four free Samsung Galaxy phones when you switch. Now that's the best deal in wireless. Metro by T-Mobile, empowering you to rule your day. All lines lose promo rate if any deactivates. No fees on select phones. Limit one per line with eligible port. Excludes sales tax. Limited time offer. Additional terms apply. See MetroByTMobile.com.